Well, what is going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome. Welcome, Bills Mafia, into the Overreaction Sports Show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. I heard the word vodcast the other day, and I was like, because we always get like tripped up in this multicast, vidcast, and I heard somebody else say vodcast. So I think I'm going to be on the vodcast train from now on. On the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network, I'm your host, the voice of the Overreaction Sports Show. Joe Miller is my name, and you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It's good to have you guys. Free agency is, uh, it feels like it's winding down, but it's not. We're going to talk a lot about that in this show. There's a lot going on. Welcome to everybody in the chat section. Welcome, uh, Richard Rush, Vlad, T. Estelle, what's up? You're in the room. Uh, that's all I see so far. I'm sure some other people, Jason Humbert, welcome. Reptile, that's a new one. I haven't seen Reptile before. But it's good for those of you to, uh, it's good to see those of you that are that are piling into the chat room. I appreciate y'all. Uh, also, we are uh, Super Chat Live. So, well, I guess I should start with the uh, like and subscribe stuff first. Whatever platform you're listening to or watching on, please do us all a favor here at Buffalo Rumblings and subscribe. Like, and uh, if you are on YouTube, click the little bell. And uh, that way you get the notifications whenever we are going to go live, whether it's myself, Bruce, Jay Spence, the King, or whoever. Uh, Nate Geary goes live. J John Fina goes live with me once in a while, obviously. But uh, click that bell. And then, uh, yeah, on the podcast platforms as well. Also hit subscribe there so you can get uh, keep up with all the latest content from Buffalo Rumblings, of which there is a bunch. There is a whole bunch. Um, uh, there's a lot more podcasts than uh, vid vodcasts, vidcasts. I don't know. Vodcasts is where I'm going to live. But uh, anyways, let's get this. Let this get. To, let's get this pig started. So whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever, let me just one more time say welcome, and we will officially kick this thing off. So I was going to say Super Chats. We are Super Chat Live. So this is an official recording of a podcast. It's just a live video recording, hence the phrase or term podcast. I'll do my best to pay attention to the chat. No promises. If you want to get my attention, if you want to ask me a question, if you got a comment, please do me a favor. Just send me a Super Chat. It doesn't have to be like $20. <laughs> All it does is it just makes it glow. Put as little money in there as you could possibly put in there, make it glow, and then I'll see it, and then uh, I will respond or react to it. So the Buffalo Bills, man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff going on, lots of stuff we get to talk about. But before we get to that, we have been talking for weeks about the AFC West. I have been talking about it, and it's funny because I, I feel like I'm the first person that ever called it an arms race in the AFC West. And that uh, that little bit of a of a phrase, if you will, has kind of caught on. I've heard a lot of other people, even national folks, talk about it being an arms race. I'm not saying that they've heard it from me. I just feel like I said it about a month ago, the first show that I did uh, coming back. But it's pretty crazy what's going on over there. So just to give you a recap, and I'm going to do some recapping real quick at the top of the show. Then we're going to talk about Josh Allen a little bit, and we're going to talk about some free agency. The Packers, obviously, if you have been living under a rock, I said a lot, say that a, a lot lately. If you've been living under a rock, the Packers have made a trade for Devontae Adams to the Raiders for five picks, five draft picks, which is insane. So far, these are the guys that have moved into that division, into that AFC West. The Raiders, Devontae Adams, who I just told you about, Chandler Jones signed there, Brandon Bolden running back, Bilal Nichols. For the Broncos, Russell Wilson, they made a trade for Russell Wilson. From Seattle and Randy Gregory signed with the Broncos. The Chargers signed JC Jackson and made a trade for Khalil Mack. The Chiefs 
traded Tyreek Hill. <laughs> and they're about to look like they look like they're about to lose the honey badger. But they did sign, they did sign TikTok dancing Juju Smith Schuster. And it, to me, it just seems like NFL media bias. Those that are out there talking about what a great signing that was. What a great signing it was, signing Juju. Was it? <laughs> You'd rather have Juju than Tyree Kill? I don't think so. But that's just me. But that that division was already, you know, relatively tough. When you look at the, the teams that were in there, I mean, you've got the Raiders that have beaten, obviously, the Chiefs in the past. You've got the Broncos, who were basically, I don't want to say a quarterback away, but it feels like they were a quarterback away. The Chargers are a good football team. You know what they've got in Justin Herbert, and they've gotten better. And then the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They've just lost lost some players, and they're obviously signing Pittsburgh Steelers castoffs. So Sophia Lenarda sent me a super chat, and for some reason it is not yet displaying in my section. So Sophia, thank you for that super chat. And as soon as it shows up, I will absolutely post it. But we're going to move on for now until we get to it, or at least until the platform StreamYard decides to allow the comments to continue to flow. The Buffalo Bills, we're going to get through just kind of what's going on so far for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, my guy, Jay Spence, the king is in the room. What's up, Jay Spence? What's up, Busty? Good to see you. Uh, as we talked about last week, and we've talked about a lot, Mitch Morse was extended. Jay Kumaro was re-signed. Isaiah McKenzie re-signed. Saran Neal re-signed. Taiwan Jones is reportedly coming back for a one-year deal, although there has been no real mention of that yet officially, but it is rumored or reported, I should say, by some that there's some rumors out there that he's coming back. Vaughn Miller, free agency additions to the Buffalo Bills. Vaughn Miller, Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, O.J. Howard, Roger Saffold, who I saw on one thing, was the ninth-ranked or eighth-ranked offensive guard in the NFL this past season, which to me is a huge steal for Brandon Bean. Jordan Phillips is coming back. Shaq Lawson coming back. Markel Lee was signed by the Bills. Case Keenum. And then last week, I told you guys that the Buffalo Bills needed one more playmaker at wideout, at least one more playmaker. And what does Brandon Bean go and do? He goes and he signs Jamison Crowder for a one-year deal worth up to $4 million. Duke Johnson also added to the fold running back who in his career has averaged 4.3 yards uh, per carry. And that actually kind of, I think, includes he was close to that last year. Solid pass catching running back. Nice little addition who's going to compete with the rest of the guys. There's the super chat from Sophia. Sophia, thank you so much. She says simply make it glow. And yes, if you make it glow, it will actually uh, do wonders uh, just for my ability to kind of see it and uh, locate it and uh, jump on it from there because it's just hard for me to pay attention to my notes and everything else and blah, 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 blah. So I know that probably doesn't make sense, or maybe it does. Who knows? Buffalo Bills restricted free agents. There's only one, Ryan Bates, who you are all familiar with. Ryan Rick Bates, he signed a free agent tender with the Bears last week after the the Bills uh, basically tendered him the minimum. The Bills have five days to match. We're going to get into Ryan Bates a little bit here in a second as we talk about the title of the show, the best of what's left. Um, but uh, Ryan Bates has signed an initial tender with the Bears. The Bills have five days to match. Five days to match. It was Thursday, so I believe it's it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday is the deadline for the Bills to sign it. The number, I believe, was $2.4 million. Not that much money, but it is a number regardless. Richard Pierce in with the Super Chat. Where is the Buffalo Trace tonight? Oddly enough, that's literally what I've got. 
So I don't know. I don't know if you're clairvoyant. I don't know if you can just predict the future, but if you're that good about what I'm, what I've got going down, it'd be great if you could tell me who the the Bills are going to draft in the round one of the of the rookie draft this year or the NFL draft. So yeah, good guess. I actually, uh, what what have I? I've been. I, I just finished a bottle, and I finished it last week on the show. There's the in Springville, New York. There is a. A brewery down there that's and I can't remember it's like the steam room or the steam house or steam yard or something like that. I can't remember. And they've got they've got their own that comes from Ellicottville and it was really good. But uh I was in need yesterday because I was out of bourbon and I went and got some Buffalo Trace, which is probably one of my favorite whiskeys, one of my favorite bourbons. So Robbie's in the room. He says, Hey Joe Miller, I'm here. Go Sabres, go Bills. Robbie, it's good to see you. Good, super, super good to see you. Always good to see you. So the Bills, getting back to Ryan Bates. Uh, the Bills have five days to match that tender, or they lose Ryan Bates. Um, I can't see at $2.4 million why the Bills would not re-sign him. Um, and we'll get back into that shortly. Just give me a minute. I just want to hit these, just kind of like what's happened in the NFL. Unrestricted free agents that have signed elsewhere that are part of the Buffalo Bills. Harrison Phillips has gone to the Vikings. Mitch Trubisky and Levi Wallace have gone to Pittsburgh. John Feliciano, Matt Breida, Davis Webb, all to the Giants. Vernon Butler, Vegas. Why? <laughs> why? Nobody knows why that dude keeps getting jobs in the NFL, but he does. F.A. Obata has signed with the Commanders. Available still. So these are guys that are free agents for the Buffalo Bills that have not signed anywhere. Mario Addison. You are obviously familiar with Cole Beasley. Darrell Williams. Ike Bucker. Jerry Hughes, Justin Zimmer, Starla Tulele, Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Klein, Bobby Hart, and Brian Cox Jr. It'll be interesting to see where some of these guys, that's a lot of guys, that's a big list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven-ish guys. Obviously, there's several guys on that list, Bobby Hart, Brian Cox Jr. that we want nothing to do with. It'll be interesting to see if any of them make their way, find their way back to Buffalo to One Bills Drive or where they go. If they go, you know, we're looking at a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who supposedly was going to retire. He's probably waiting around for a sweetheart deal to see if there's a team that's on the verge or on the edge of making a Super Bowl that's willing to, you know, pay him a million or two to stick around for one more year. And maybe, maybe make a run that that team could be the bills. You might be waiting here from them. Obviously, Daryl Williams is on this list. And then Cole Beasley, who also may retire, not Daryl Williams, Cole Beasley. Ike Butker is an interesting name that's not really seemingly getting a whole lot of love from a whole lot of teams. And then Jay Spence, the King, and myself talked about Jerry Hughes opposite Von Miller for a cheap, like, send me to send me to the Super Bowl deal, which I would take all day long. But that's another conversation for another day. But it's good to have all of you guys here as we're going to kind of get into just what is going on as far as uh, the topics of the show. And the first thing that I want to talk about is the offense, specifically, primarily Josh Allen. And who Josh Allen is going to be throwing to. Because last week, as we talked about at length, the Buffalo Bills really needed to do something. They needed, they needed to make a move at wide receiver because at that point in time, the wide receiver room was Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, Hodgins, Marquis Stevenson, and Jay, and, uh, Jay Kumaro, which as much as we all love Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, it's kind of 
I don't know what the word is. Is it uh, unsure? We're not exactly sure what we're going to get from McKenzie, what his role is going to be in this offense. It's probably the best way to put it, right? We're not exactly sure how much they're going to use him. And then what the Bills do is they go and they sign Jamison Crowder, which kind of points to their potential intentions of Isaiah McKenzie in the slot, whether or not he's going to stay there, be there, be a strong candidate, get the majority of the snaps there. I guess we'll see. But when you look at the wide receiver mix that that Josh Allen is going to have this year, it still presents a little bit of concern for me. It's pretty clear that none of us are going to complain about Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is a superstar in the NFL. A superstar who, oh, by the way, if he leaves for Dallas, I think collective Bills Mafia is going to hunt him down. I'll be honest with you guys. So my biggest concern, and I've said this to a couple people, my biggest concern, now, football contracts, money, superstars, potential Super Bowl teams, it's all chess match, right? So as much as the Buffalo Bills are telling veteran free agents that are older, hey, come here, get on a cheap deal with us and help us get you to a Super Bowl. We're, we're you away, right? Roger Saffold. At the very same time, you've got them, you know, they realize and understand the need that they have for a guy like Stefan Diggs and how important he is to this roster. But Stefan Diggs is now, I, I don't even know what the number, the number is. Somebody in the chat probably knows. He's not even in the, in the top five highest paid wide receivers in the NFL, and he is arguably a top two wide receiver in the last two years with Josh Allen and this offense. So the very same time that the Bills are playing against, playing chess against, if you will, veteran free agents, come here cheap, come here on the cheap, it's what I'd like to see them do with Jerry Hughes. Maybe even a right guard like Richie Incognito, which I, I hadn't intended to talk about Richie, but we can talk about Richie a little bit as we have a need at right guard if Ryan Bates is allowed to walk. At the very same time that the Bills are playing chess against those guys, you got to realize that superstars like Stefan Diggs are playing chess against the Bills. So as much as Trayvon Diggs made the comment this week in social media that he would love to play with his brother, bring 14 to Dallas. Josh Allen chimed in and said, no, as much as we believe that that's just a brother hoping or being, you know, wishful thinking or hoping for the best. The reality is, is there's a good potential that Stefan Diggs probably said, Hey, <laughs> throw something out there, right? Just throw something out there. Let's see. Let's see if we can uh, get Brandon Bean to shimmy a little bit. I'm not saying that this is true. I'm just saying that there's potential for that chess play. Stefan Diggs wants to be paid. What Stefan Diggs is worth, and this is where I'm going with this. We all know that Stefan Diggs is worth way more money than what he's making right now. Christian Kirk, for goodness sakes, is making $20 million a year, which is a lot more than Stefan Diggs is making. I believe the number for Devontae Adams is $24 million per season or $27. It's crazy, the number. It's a big number. It's ridiculous. But a name like Devontae Adams is worth it. A name like Stefan Diggs is worth it. My fear is this. This is my fear. My God, Bill's Mafia, how I love you, and sometimes I hate you at the same time. My fear is that this carries on for a little bit longer. And if I'm going to paint a hypothetical picture that Stefan Diggs starts getting a little bit 
I don't know, uncomfortable. He wants to see movement. He wants to have conversation. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, so I'm just painting a hypothetical situation. My fear is that Stefan Diggs continues to kind of let things leak a little bit about how he wants more money, deserves more money, and all of Bill's Mafia who, who are seeing a legit number one wide receiver since... I'm going to say Eric Moulds because as much as I love Stevie Johnson and we all love Stevie, Stevie wasn't really truly anywhere on the radar that Eric Moulds and Stefan Diggs and Andre Reed were. So Bill's Mafia who see Stefan Diggs and see what it's like to have an actual number one wide receiver for the first time in some of your guys' lifetimes would all agree, Stefan, you're worth more money. I would love to see Brandon Bean get it done. However, we all love Brandon Bean and we trust Brandon Bean. And at the end of the day, we are, what's the word? We're loyal to the organization. And Brandon Bean makes it that much easier for us to be loyal to the organization because we love him. <laughs> He's one of us now too. But all that it's going to take is one small, and this is where I'm going with all of this. All it's going to take is one small Non-comment from Stefan Diggs. And what I mean by non-comment non is not Stefan Diggs coming out and saying, not Stefan Diggs' agent reaching out to the Bills and saying, but one single solitary leaked comment that Stefan Diggs is not going to play the 2022 season under his current contract. If that happens, this is my biggest fear. Bills Mafia, how I love you and how sometimes I hate you. If that gets leaked, or if somehow somebody makes that statement up, or if it's true, you're going to see in my my fears that you'll see Bill's Mafia turn on Stefan Diggs in a second. Because make no mistake, Bill's Mafia, we live, and we've talked about it on this show, and I tweet about it often, we live in a world of underdog mentality. We don't need the superstar. We don't need that guy that makes all the money. The guy behind him, the guy that's on the bench, Jake Kumaro, touchdown Jesus is so much better. What he doesn't have in talent, he has in heart, and he doesn't need to make $160 million a year. I think Jake Kumaro could be better than Stefan Diggs anyway. Stefan Diggs, did you see his numbers in the playoffs? He only had like six receptions for seven yards or three receptions. Like Jake Kumaro did, and we got Gabe Davis. We don't even need that guy. I think you all know exactly what I'm talking about. I think you all know exactly what how fast Bill's Mafia can turn on a guy like Stefan Diggs. Meanwhile, the reality is, is I don't think Stefan Diggs wants to go anywhere. I think the situation is, is he's playing chess. We'll see. We will absolutely see, but getting back on topic, because that was a little, little bit of a rabbit trail. I apologize about that. So, Josh Allen targets this year, Stephon Diggs. When we look at Stephon Diggs and we, we consider what he's going to get, you know, I see no, what's the word, Re, uh, regression, drop-off. I know that Stephon Diggs' numbers weren't as good as they were in 2020, in 2021. Diggs is going to get his balls, especially with Sanders being gone, uh, Beasley being gone. There's going to be far more targets probably potentially for Stephon Diggs. Gabriel Davis, you you know, there's a good chance that the Buffalo Bills could have 2,000-yard receivers this year. We kind of called it last year. We thought it was going to be Beasley. Beasley was close. And Diggs, my guess is Diggs and Davis both get 1,000 yards this year. 
Jamison Crowder, on the other hand, is kind of the question mark for me between him and McKenzie. Now, I'm not going to jump up and tell you guys that I believe that Isaiah McKenzie's ready. Ready for prime time, like ready to go. Like he's the guy. Like he's going to somehow replace Cole Beasley. There's a reason that Isaiah McKenzie is Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley is Cole Beasley. I don't know that Isaiah is ready to replace Cole Beasley. And there's conversations out there that some people believe that Jamison Crowder is an upgrade over Cole Beasley. Jay Spencer King feels that way. I know a lot of people do. I'm not here to argue that. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a whole lot about Jamison Crowder. I know that he was the best wide receiver on the Jets, and he's now a Buffalo Bill, and he's the third guy at best. Think about that for a second when you think about the Jets. I also know that he's the one that scored, the, I think, one of the, like a great touchdown against the Bills last year when uh, Edmonds made the wrong cut or made the wrong, took the wrong angle and lost him in coverage, and Crowder scored. I know, the, I know that he's a good football player. I know that he is a great signing for the Buffalo Bills. It'll be interesting to see how the Bills use those two guys. It'll be interesting to me to see if the Bills open up the offense for McKenzie or if they kind of hold him back in that role that he's been in before where it's like just some jet sweeps, some stuff over the middle, some awkward like, you know, cross the middle slant routes stuff. And then how they're going to use Crowder. It's not a secret that I'm a fan of Isaiah Hodgins. And the biggest, the the most difficult part about doing this job, and it's not a, well, I guess it's a job. I, I make money doing it. The hardest part about doing this job is living in Buffalo and becoming friends with some of these guys. And at this point in time, I consider Isaiah and his wife, Maya, a friend of mine. It's not a secret. I have, I have great expectation and high hopes for Isaiah to succeed and be good in this offense. But obviously, we're going to find out come OTAs, come mini camps, come training camp, and then the season if Isaiah is going to be a factor in this offense. I'm not going to lie, a six foot two, sure handed wide receiver in the slot sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Isn't that what the Bills just got in OJ Howard? <laughs> we'll see. We're also going to see a lot, too, if the Bills go after another wide receiver in free agency, and there's a couple guys out there, not really, but or if they draft a guy high, it's going to tell you and me and everybody else what the Bills feel about guys like Isaiah Hodgins and Marquez Stevenson. Right? Diggs, Davis, Crowder, McKenzie, Hodgins, Marquez Stevenson, Kumaro, and I would tell you that the dark horse in this whole entire conversation in the wide receiver mix is clearly Marquez Stevenson. The kid's got wheels. He can take the top off of a defense. He's sure-handed. He can play. That kid could find himself in a situation where he's making an impact on Sundays. A burner, if you will. Josh Allen's targets is what we're talking about here on the Overreaction Sports Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. Tight ends, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is, you know, you, you the 2021 season for Dawson Knox was potentially a breakout year. It's weird for me because we have these project guys that Brandon Bean drafts. And for Bill's Mafia, we fall in love with these project guys early, and then we kind of see them before they, quote-unquote, break out. And then they break out, and we're like, uh, we knew this was coming. And Dawson Knox, like Josh Allen, is another one of those guys. Dawson Knox is going into a 
a, a, a contract here. So it will be interesting to see how his year progresses and see how it shakes out and see if he bests his 2021 season, which I think he can. OJ Howard, another potential target at tight end for uh, the Buffalo Bills. I don't, even, I don't even have Reggie Gilliam on this list, and I probably should. I'm not sure what O.J. Howard's role is going to be. I think the Bills brought him in for his pass-blocking expertise and his abilities. However, he's a talented athlete coming off of an Achilles injury, which you hear me say it all the time. Achilles uh, ruptures are the kiss of death for NFL players for whatever reason. It's a core muscle or a core tendon injury that's way worse than anything like an ACL or an MCL, and guys just have a really hard time coming back from it. Tommy Sweeney's still on this roster. Don't expect much from Tommy. And then you look at the running back situation for Josh. He's got Devin Singletary, who played very, you know, amicably this past season. You know, Devin Singletary is also going into a contract year. And the Bills and what they do in this draft coming up in a couple of weeks is going to speak volumes to whether or not the Buffalo Bills believe that Devin Singletary is a guy that's going to be on this roster. In 2023, in my opinion. The Bills also recently, as we talked about already, picked up Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson is a sure-handed wide receiver, uh, running back that can catch out of the backfield, and I expect him to do just that. And then, obviously, Zach Moss. Zach Moss, this, this is going to be a big big year for Zach. It's going to be a big year for Zach Moss. He's got a lot to prove. And hopefully with Aaron Cromer and just some maybe some scheme changes on that front end and some better run blocking uh, guards and whatnot, maybe you know this is a situation or a scenario where we might actually find some de- relatively decent, solid ability to count upon productivity from this running back group and this offensive line. We'll see. Because I've said it before, I don't. I don't think Zach Moss is necessarily the problem. I think Zach Moss is a very talented young man. I think it's the scheme. I think it's the blocking, but that's just me. Before we jump into free agency and kind of what's left, excuse me, I'm sorry. I want to real quick talk to you about the wonderful sponsor of this program, the Overreaction Sports Show. And that sponsor is, if you give me just a moment, a guy by the name of John Spazchek, who is the leader of the Market Dominators team. And the Market Dominators are real estate brokers, agents with uh, Metro Roberts here in Buffalo, New York, but they can help you anywhere. If you're looking to purchase a home or to sell a home, you want to go with the best team that you can possibly go with. So John is the selling or the, I'm sorry, the buying agent, selling agent, selling agent. And uh, that's right. Scott Catillus is the buying agent. Sorry, I'm doing this from memory, not from notes. But John and Scott are the, are the market dominators team. They're, they're two experts in their fields, respectively. And they have won awards this year. I, I, I'm not exactly sure where they ended up top whatever, but it was high. It was really, really high. But the last thing you want to do is get into a situation where you're buying or selling a home and you don't have an expert with you. And the thing about these guys, the market dominators team, is their phrase, their claim to fame is they educate, they advocate, they negotiate, and then they dominate and make no mistake. I've been a part of the system. I've been a part of their, uh, they've, they've represented me. They do exactly that. They educate, advocate, negotiate, and then they dominate the market. If you're looking to sell or buy a home, please call John and the Market Dominators team at 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. You can also reach him 
on his email, youreletebroker at gmail.com. They also have started a YouTube channel where they're going to be giving you know tips, educational things, talking about the market itself, what you can expect. Um, they've got a, they've got a lot of high hopes for for this YouTube channel. Uh, you want to check it out. It's the Market Dominators Team. So go to YouTube and subscribe to the Market Dominators Team. Now moving on. Super super thankful for John and Scott and Metro Roberts for that matter. So what is left in free agency? What is left? I'm actually doing really good on time. I wrote <laughs> I wrote these notes out and I was concerned. I was like, man, this might be an hour, hour 15-minute show. But we're humming along here. So I'm actually doing really, really well. And I don't feel like my pace is bad. Sometimes I get into this and I'm like, I know I've got a heavy content show and I got to like rush through it. But I feel like I'm doing pretty well. I actually might have a chance to take some questions here at the end, maybe. Free agency. The best of what's left. I have no idea what you guys or who you guys potentially want. The way that I'm going to come at this is basically the four positions that I feel that there's still some need at the greatest sense of need. And they're not ranked necessarily one and two could probably be a tie. One could go over two, two could go over one. And then the other two are just kind of right there. But for me, the greatest positions of need. And you know, I didn't actually include like kick returner or punt returner. I, th I think the bills still have a, a need at returners like return specialist. Pamela with a super chat. Pamela, it's good to have you part of the show. Appreciate you as always. Hey, Joe, how does each of our receivers do in yards after catch? I don't see a lot of yards after catch. Maybe it's just me. So traditionally, not traditionally, this past season, the Bills were one of the worst yards after catch teams in the NFL. Now that can be attributed to many different things. It can be attributed to scheme. Literally the type of routes that the guys are running. It can be attributed to Josh Allen. It can be attributed to the quarterback and where the quarterback's placement of the football is. It can also be attributed to the wide receiver. Now, in the situation, when you look at the guys that we have, or had, I should say, last year, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, right, Cole Beasley, I'm not so convinced that the wide receivers were the problem. I think it was more of a scheme issue. Because Josh Allen, for the most part, was accurate and put the ball where he needed to put it when he needed, needed to get the ball there. So it'll be interesting to see for me how this looks going into 2022 with you know Ken Dorsey being the offensive coordinator and just the other guys that they brought in to kind of coach up Josh and kind of change this or morph this offense into what they need it to be. So we'll see. Positions of need from a free agency standpoint. By the way, thank you again, Pamela, uh, for the super chat. Positions of need for this football team. I've got right right guard, cornerback, running back, wide receiver. So right guard and cornerback to me could be flip-flopped. Like what is more important right now? Cornerback. We talked last week that the Buffalo Bills are going to start week one with Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis. I like both those guys. Just don't know that they're number one corners in the NFL. Right guard is a gigantic, flagrantly open hole on this football roster, this football team roster right now. Right now you're slotted right guard. For the Buffalo Bills, are you sitting down? Hold on. Cody Ford. Bills are electric. Actually just came in with a chat and he said, needs in the draft, right guard, cornerback, wide receiver, inside offensive line. <laughs> Same page, bro. Same page. Did I miss the super chat? 
I got uh, Pamela screaming super chat at me. Did I say something wrong? Oops. I don't know if I missed something. Anyways, uh, getting back to it. So this is this is why these super chats because I, I start looking at the, I start looking at the comments and I get confused. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> keep me in line, please, please keep me in line. Right, right guard cornerback. Right now, the slotted starting right guard for the Buffalo Bills is Cody Ford. Not great. Right now, the slotted starting cornerbacks for the Buffalo Bills: Dane Jackson, Cam Lewis. We know who the running backs are. We know who the wide receivers are. Now, running back wide receiver is not as big of an issue or concern unless you're looking down the road next year, 2024. Then those two positions kind of become a little more glaring needs. The glaring needs right now, right guard, cornerback. It's funny because uh, TP uh, Katane says Eric Flowers, Trey Turner, John Miller. I was doing, as I was doing research for this show, John Miller was like rated high as a guard. And he's a guy that was kind of a cast off for the Bills. They let him go to the Bengals. Didn't want him anymore. But getting into right guard. Getting into right guard. The top 22 guards have all signed or re-signed with their respective teams. The guys left. Number one on my list by far and away is Ryan Bates. Now, clearly, Ryan Bates, uh, as a Buffalo Bill, was the backup center. And I say was because he's currently not on this football team. We were told that he could play every position on the line, but he was the backup center, and he was kind of like the backup tackle, the first guy, quote-unquote, off the bench, even though he never was until the Bills absolutely had to put him in. Ryan Bates, for me, I was unsure. We were told to be unsure about how well or how good he would be as a guard, as an offensive guard, and then he got forced into the lineup, and lo and behold, was the best offensive guard almost on the team, save Darrell Williams. My number one choice is for the Buffalo Bills to re-sign Ryan Bates tomorrow, Monday, as soon as possible. If somehow the Buffalo Bills feel that Ryan Bates is not worth $2.4 million, which I would find very hard to believe because he's going to start wherever he goes, my second choice is actually going to be finding a way to get Darrell Williams to come to back come back to Buffalo. Give me that same offensive line with the only changeup being Roger Saffold. And to me, that has the potential for success. A lot of it. So Ryan Bates, Darrell Williams, give me one of those two guys. Or, as previously previously mentioned, Eric Flowers. Eric, Eric Flowers played solid guard, does a very good job, uh, is not often injured, uh, played solid for Washington last season, is available. For me, it's one of those three guys that I would like to see Brandon Bean go get. If I had a guess, the Buffalo Bills are probably going to address guard in the draft. We'll see. Cornerback. Yay for cornerbacks. The one, the more and more I hear about it, the more I'm amazed by it. The one position that Brandon, not Brandon B, but uh, Sean McDermott has traditionally really not gone after anybody for. Scott Blakely comes in with a super chat. Joe, what is the static of Rick? Quote, unquote, Rick. I'm guessing he means Ryan Rick Bates. Did we lose? Also, please read Pamela's super chat. It's a good observation. It did it. I don't know that it came through. So 
Sorry, I'm scrolling through. I've got, I read Pam's. I talked about Pam's super chat with the wide receivers. That's the only one I've got. The only one I've got from Pam is this one. And I apologize to everybody listening and listening in podcast form. Hey, Joe, how does each of our receivers do in yards after catch? I read this and I talked about the wide receivers. Talked about it being scheme. Felt it was more scheme. So back to Scott. So if, if another one came through, it did not show up on my screen. So I apologize to everybody. Way early. Gotcha. Scott Blakely, so back to it. So Ryan Rick Bates, so currently Ryan, uh, Rick Bates, Ryan Rick Bates, is, uh, he's been tendered by the Bears, and the Bills have, I think, until Tuesday or Wednesday to match. So that's where we are. And I did read Pam's Super Chat. So appreciate you guys policing me because Lord knows I need it. <laughs> Keep me straight, Bills Mafia. <laughs> Keep me straight. Cornerback. The top 27 have either signed or re-signed. There's people out there. I don't know why. There's people out there that are interested in Stephon Gilmore. He is, by far and away, I think, the best free agent actually left available in all of free, free agency any position. Stephon Gilmore, if you're interested in him, Track has him at two years, $28 million. Stephon Gilmore is a quality free agent. He's a quality signing. He's clearly not the player he was when he was in Buffalo. He's clearly not the player he was when he was in New England. But he's good. I don't know that he's $14 million a year good. Scott Blakely back here with the Super Chat. Appreciate you, my guy. And it's no big deal. Uh, here's another one because I screwed up, screwed your flow up. <laughs> I'm late, my man. <laughs> Love your takes, Joe. Appreciate you, Scott. Dude, I appreciate it, dude, because like they get missed. And I appreciate if you guys, if I miss one, you guys need to let me know because I get locked into my notes and then I get kind of like tunnel vision. So I do, I do the best that I can. Vlad says, bring back Rick Bates and Williams. I agree. Can't disagree with that. Anyway, Stefan Diggs, if you're cornerbacks, if you're looking for Stefan Diggs, or Stefan Diggs, I'm sorry, Stefan Gilmore, the other Stefan. My bad. Two years, $28 million. Hard pass for Joe Miller. That's my take. Stefan Gilmore, hard pass at $28 million. Two years, $14 million a year. Hard pass. For me, the guys that I want, if the Buffalo Bills are going to make a move, I, I, I want to see them go after some vets. I want to see, and this is kind of in. Sean McDermott's wheelhouse. He has done this every place he's been, where he'll get a guy. We've seen him do it here with Josh Norman and some other guys like that. I want to see, I want to see, I want to see him go after some guys that are out there that are a little bit long in the tooth. Maybe have a little bit of a incentive, as we talked about playing chess earlier, Brandon Bean saying, hey, you know what? Patrick Peterson, Joe Hayden, AJ Bouye. What do you think about joining our Super Bowl roster where you're going to have Vaughn Miller in front of you and on the other side of the football, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? Would you come here maybe on a sweetheart deal for one year just to see if you can get us over? You, you're the guy we need. Can you get us here or can you get us there? Patrick Peterson being the first guy on that list, great in man coverage, great in zone coverage. He can play against the run. He holds his gaps. He signed a one-year $8 million deal with the Vikings last year. He wants a long-term deal that's lucrative, but he's 31 years old. He's headed to the Hall of Fame. 
Imagine the Buffalo Bills going and getting another guy. Von Miller going to the Hall of Fame. Imagine the Bills getting another guy that's a little bit of a veteran, aged aged out, if you will, that's also headed to the Hall of Fame in Patrick Peterson. I got to think this guy's interested in going to a Super Bowl, being on a competitive Super Bowl contender because he was with Arizona and the Vikings, neither of which were really Super Bowl contenders. Right? Joe Hayden would be the other one for me from a cornerback standpoint. And Joe Hayden actually is getting a lot of run, I think, from Greg Thompson and some other ones on Twitter. 33, year, 33 years old, sorry, and he is still solid. He is the perfect vet for a stopgap in McDermott's scheme. Joe Hayden. Go get me a stopgap. Even if you're going to draft corner high, go get me a guy like Joe Hayden. The last one being A.J. Bouye, who's 30 years old and has had some injury issues in his career. He's on that Carolina train to Buffalo, hopefully. Nine-year veteran, played in ten, uh, played 10 games last this past season. He had 28 tackles, three pass deflections, and a forced fumble. That's productivity for me. He signed a modest two-year deal last year, but solid play from a young group in Carolina made him expendable, which, by the way, that was probably the only thing that was solid in Carolina was their cornerback play. That's a that that to me is the guy that should have the bullseye on him if if nobody else does. AJ Bouwe. Running back. Now we're going to get back to the not such great huge needs immediately, but they probably need to be addressed and they probably need to be addressed in the draft, but running back would be the first one. The top 20 running backs in the NFL, as per spot track, have signed or re-signed with their prospective teams. A guy like Melvin Gordon is still out there and still available. If you want a guy like Melvin Gordon, which I don't, $5 million a year is what spot track says. $5 million a year. That was what we were paying shady. And I know that inflation and times change and blah, blah, blah. I just don't see Melvin Gordon being worth $5 million a day or $5 million a year. A guy that I would probably prefer to have is another vet, much like Duke Johnson. And I, I believe they're on the Texans together at the same time. David Johnson, you can get him for $1.5 million. Or maybe you like a guy like Sony Michelle, also in the $5 million per year range. No thanks. Scott Blakely, I don't know where everybody's at on the timeline with your with, with the show. Scott says, still don't know the update on Bates. So I've, this will be the third time I've said it. Ryan Bates was tendered by the Chicago Bears on Thursday for $2.4 million. The Bills have five days to resign him, which is somewhere between Tuesday and Wednesday. So I don't know if my signal's going in and out. I don't know if it's just getting mixed up. I apologize, Scott, if you did not, if you did not get that the first time, but first two times, but uh, yeah. So I think you said you came in late. No big deal. But yeah, Brian Bates, we have until Tuesday or Wednesday to match that offer, or he is gonzo. Sonny Michelle, $5 million per year. Daryl Williams, believe it or not, if I had to pick a guy, if I had to like give a, like, that's the dude, put a bullseye on a back, Daryl Williams is my guy from Kansas City. The kid can play. He can still play $2 million a year. <laughs> Scott Blakely, I'm definitely not yelling at you. Scott Blakely says, I think he's yelling at me. Not yelling at you. Not you're just trying to be just trying to be clear. I can talk fast. I know it. My wife accused and so do my daughters accuse me of mumbling all the time. 
all the time. <laughs> so if I mumbled through it, I apologize. Daryl Williams getting back to it is where I'm going to be. Bring me Daryl Williams to compete in this backfield. And if one of those guys between Singletary, Duke Johnson, Zach Moss, and Williams, if one of those guys falls off, so be it. Give me the three best guys. Three best guys, give them to me. Scott Blakely back with another super chat, dude. This is like, this is the Scott Blakely show. <laughs> Here's another one for making yourself repeat three times. Make you repeat yourself three times. I love you, Scott. You're the man. Appreciate you, dude. It's no big deal. I love, I've told you guys before, I love the interaction. I wish that there was a way. I wish I had a producer. I wish I had, so like you watch the Pat McAfee show and I think like, you know, Howard Stern started it. And then I think, you know, there, a lot of these shows have it where they've got a guy off to the side that's like reading all that stuff. He's got a microphone, kind of like the producer, and he like pulls the chats and the comment sections up and things like that. I wish I had that guy because I could interact with you guys way more and I wouldn't need necessarily the super chats. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the interaction like more than you guys know. If I had to just sit here, this is way better. I, I did this show. I recorded the sidebar rabbit trail. Uh, I, Scott Blakely's fault. This 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 is this is going to be retitled the Scott Blakely's fault show. Uh, so this this rabbit trail is is uh, is brought to you by Scott Blakely. The the reason, or I should say, I love this format so much better. I did this show for two years, recording it just as a podcast, which is what most podcasters do. When I went live, this show became oh, like a thousand times better, like amazing. So I, I love the interaction, and I know that it might make it more difficult and more challenging for the people listening to it in podcast form, but for me, a guy that has ADD, it helps big time. Absolutely helps big time. So, Scott, I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Wide receivers. The top 29 wide receivers in the NFL have either signed or re-signed to their respective teams. If you're looking for a guy at wide receiver, clearly the first name out there is Odell Beckham Jr. First of all, he's injured. He got injured. He tore an ACL. Right, and we've kind of gone back and forth on this show and on the Humpty Hotline last week. Torres ACL in the Super Bowl, which you know some people say is a six to nine month injury. Everything I've heard is a twelve month injury. So nine to twelve, ten to twelve, depending on the position you play. Regardless of the fact that you're not going to get him until probably December or January, you're going to sign him for two years at twenty six million dollars. Hard pass. It's a no from me. It's a no from me, dog. Hard pass on Odell. Not to mention, I don't need that guy in my locker room. And what's funny about that is I say that about the first guy. And wait till you hear I bring up as the last guy. Because that the last guy I've got on my list is a little bit of a diva as well. Julio Jones is a huge name in the NFL. He's a huge player on a football field. I just, I just don't know. He's always injured. <laughs> Scott Blakely comes back. Thanks for supporting my show tonight. Oh, that's amazing. Scott, you're my new best friend. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into the Overreaction Sports Show brought to you by Scott Blakely. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, Julio Jones, always hurt. Hard pass. Jarvis Landry, Hard pass. I would rather have Cole Beasley than Jarvis Landry. You're going to get him for about the same price. A name. The names don't get interesting to me 
<laughs> Marcus Calhoun says AB. The names don't get interesting to me until T.Y. Hilton. That is a name that interests me. T.Y. Hilton. Hey, T.Y. How would you like to uh, run some routes for Josh Allen? Maybe make one final push. Be the fourth guy on the list. Third guy, fourth guy off the bench. Right? Come in two years. Spot track says $12 million, $6 million a year, but I would want to see if we can maybe get that backloaded or get them in for one year under that. But hey, T.Y., why don't you come in and uh, see if uh, maybe you can't be the reason that we make it to the Super Bowl this year? T.Y. Hilton, to me, is a is an interesting name to bring in to that to that wide receiver room. And then the last guy, and this is the guy that I said that when I told you that Odell is a guy that I don't want in my locker room necessarily, well, wait till I give you the last guy. And it's funny because it's it's more about something else than it is about even being a wide receiver. But the last guy that I would want to consider is potentially Desha- Deshaun Jackson. And I know that everybody in the comment section is about to type, no, no, Deshaun Jackson. I'm not saying I'm a Deshaun Jackson fan, but the guy can still run. He can still catch. And oh, by the way, can he still return punts? That's my question. Can he still return punts? If he can still return punts, I'm taking a hard, long look at Deshaun Jackson for about a million dollars. He can help you as a wideout if needed. If you've got an injury or two, if he can return punts, clearly that's a situation the Bills need to address. Even still, they still have not addressed. It was a problem last year. The Bills have still not addressed punt returner, kick returner. Right? And Breed is gone. So the only guy left is Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, I don't know where you guys are at with that, but I mean, it just seems like it seems like that's a concern. Maybe they're they're expecting Marquez Stevens to have grown and potentially will fill that role this year. I just don't know. So for me, that's still a need. Or maybe they'll draft a guy. We'll see. We'll see. But that's really all I've got for you. And uh, this actually did almost take an hour, which is good. So I thought it was going to be done about uh, 15 minutes ago. I was a little bit nervous there for a moment. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned in to the Overreaction Sports Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. I'm your host, the voice of the Overreaction Sports Show. My name is Joe Miller, and you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. This is what I want everybody to do. I need content ideas. So if you are on Twitter and you follow me, you can either DM me or just straight at me. And give me some ideas on some shows that you'd like me to talk about, some content you'd like me to talk about over the next coming weeks. Now, the draft is coming, which is great. However, the offseason is a grind, yo. Like, serious grind. So help me out with just some content ideas, if you would, please. Oops, trying to get to a super chat. Richard Pierce with a super chat says, am I mistaken or has Crowder returned punts before? I'm not sure. You know what? I'm going to look it up. So let's do this. Uh, Jameson Crowder. Uh, Pro football reference. Two seconds to all of you that are paying attention in the. He has returned kicks and punts. You are absolutely correct. So he has. He until 2018. uh, He returned two. actually. Yeah, he he hasn't done it since uh, 15, 16 and 17. Basically, are the last seasons that he was returning kicks and punts. So he has done it in the past, but not anytime recently. So that's a great question, Richard. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, 
but uh, so yeah, so hit me up in my DMs. Hit me up uh, at me on Twitter or Facebook if you want to send me a Facebook message or Instagram, whatever. Just some show ideas if you've got any. I'm not like Bruce Nolan. So Bruce Nolan finishes the season and then charts out his entire offseason. So the entire, whatever it is, 30 weeks, he's got like a list of content that he's going to create for like every single week. That ain't how I roll, bro. <laughs> Just That's not how this brain works. I need something that's kind of like, I need meat on the bone. It's hard for me to just sit back and like create stuff out of thin air as it pertains to Bill's talk. I would rather just be sitting on my couch watching TV. Um, and I'll be honest with you, you would rather me be sitting on my couch too versus coming on here and just chatting about absolutely nothing or making stuff up. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun as always. Uh, next week, I'm hoping to have a special guest. I don't want to bait you necessarily, but she is a super fan. I've reached out to her, and it looks like uh, it is going to work out for next week. So next week, I should have a special guest. I might get into some more guests as well after the draft like I did last year, which is great. But in the meantime, as I said a couple minutes ago, you have been tuned into the Overreaction Sports Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thanks for hanging with me. Thanks for the Super Chats. Scott Blakely, this was your show, bro. This was absolutely 100% your show, and I appreciate you. Till next week, uh, no Phoenix show this week. And unless something major happens, there won't be a hump day hotline. So you will not hear from me again till next week on Sunday, 8 p.m. live, and then drops immediately on Monday as a podcast. Till next time, love you guys. Talk soon. Go Bills. Don't tell.